0: Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. morning radio for the entire capital city. This is K Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3
1: KLIN. All right, let's roll on a Tuesday morning, 6, 10 a.m., 19 degrees in the capital city on March eighth, twenty 2022. Uh, got a good show for you today, Joe Jordan, News Channel Nebraska is going to join us. He had the, uh, he had the first story that's now become kind of a kind of a significant topic in the last twenty four hours of news or so about the University of Nebraska asking gubernatorial candidates to
2: leave them out of
1: it, leave them out of it, leave <laughs> their imagery. Out of their campaign materials, the university sent letters to Herbster, Lindstrom, and Pillen. Oh, I didn't know those guys were running. I hadn't seen anything about that. Huh. I guess it would have been nice if they would have ran some commercials or something so we knew who the candidates were. For the
2: legal side of it, what took so long?
1: Uh, Well, I mean... I'm not I'm not sure. Like that Pillin the first pilling commercial when they actually have the highlight of him in the fumble in the seventy eight Oklahoma yeah, game. Yeah, you literally have that. That was highlight. like a month ago. Yeah. Wasn't it? That was like three weeks a month ago. Like I had openly wondered prior to that when mm-hmm. he would use that mm-hmm. and he hadn't and you I mean, and Lindstrom, yeah, I mean you had to know that part of his background would be played up to a yeah. degree. Um has I, has Herbster used any of that? I don't even... No, Herbster
2: literally just attacks a Pillin for CRT. <laughs> that, that's his entire campaign. Like,
1: I don't know
2: that...
3: I, I don't know that... The, that in whatever he filmed at the I border. mean, he might have... He m- well, he talks about a UNL professor. Yeah, but that's not what they're asking no, about. No, I'm, I'm just saying the only one I've seen is where he attacks... Yeah, him. I guess but, that would I, be
1: the only thing that he mentions they, the university. They want, their tradem- they want their trademarks
3: out of they don't are want the to be exacts. mentioned at all I don't think <laughs>
1: but i think the legal part of it yes. i don't i mean they can't stop them from mentioning them at all but if there are registered trademarks that they're using <laughs> then that would be it now let's be honest though for for a minute how many times have we seen a candidate commercial where uh, where they're wearing, and it's always like the same basic shirt. I think I have one of these where they're wearing a quarter zip, right? A, a quarter zip or a polo, collared polo shirt with the N on it somewhere with okay. a red N. That's like, that's been a, a common thing. But nonetheless, the, I mean, the letter, i got part of the letter here. It says, we understand all Nebraskans have an affinity for the red end, but university logo slogans and other materials are trademarks belonging to the University of Nebraska, and we have a legal responsibility to protect them. This is actually the statement that they put out. It is not uncommon for us to respectfully request that our trademarks not be used, including in political campaigns. In which we are neutral. In this case, we made a request of three gubernatorial candidates in order to protect our marks and ensure that we're not mistakenly conveying an endorsement of any one candidate. So, there you go. Uh,
2: And that makes sense. That's a lot of the same rules that are used that they put out for their name, image, likeness policy. Right. If if you have a a student athlete go do a, a photo shoot for a billboard, and that. That student athlete can't be in their football uniform, or mm-hmm. probably won't be wearing a polo that has the red N on it.
1: Right. Well, I was. I mean, the, I, I I didn't necessarily think of using because I, I feel like I had it was somewhat common. Maybe maybe it's not, but it was somewhat common just to wear the shirt, right? That that shows you're a Husker. I mean, like uh, Ben ass has an entire an entire entire. Uh, closet just of those polo shirts. With ben and you. Fremont, yeah. Ben and Fremont has. Now nah, I'm not saying I don't know if he used them in his campaign ads. I don't really remember Ben's ass campaign ads. But like when the Pillon one came out with the '78 game, the highlight, I was like, I wonder how they he would have had to purchase uh, how they secured the rights, to rights to that
3: highlight. Those would and, have had to been purchased.
1: And how does that essentially play into what the university is doing right now as well? Um,
3: so anyway. You think they might be a little more sensitive because Pillen is a regent? Probably. Yeah, I think so. I, I think they absolutely are. That that that
1: would probably be the case. But I mean, university's probably on strong legal ground here to uh, to do this. So and we'll all see. of them
3: would be well advised to heed that advice.
1: Yeah, pro- probably. I mean, listen, it's already done though. I mean, they've been these commercials, like like Caleb said, these commercials for at least Pillin and and Lindstrom. They they kind of went on. The Super Bowl was when that
3: really started, yeah, wasn't you, it? Yeah, you, you can
2: you can pull them right now with no regrets because you already got them out there. They've already run
3: exactly, and they're embedded somewhere on YouTube uh, for, for sure for eternity, right? right. Maybe e- longer. Exactly. So um, check TikTok. <laughs> please no
1: by the way <laughs> don't you, herbster campaign uh responded said the university does not want to be exposed in its support of critical race theory and all other terrible liberal policies that jim <laughs> <Billen> has supported <laughs> okay <laughs> um okay um it said, "If university is so concerned about political appearances, it seems obvious they should ask their regent Jim Pillen to resign that position while running for political office." So, mm. so there you go. That is the latest. Out of twenty paces, turned and we got, fired. We got two months left. We got two months left in this thing. I'll tell you what. I watched a uh, little state basketball on TV News Channel Nebraska last night. They're making sure that they get those advertisements on during those state <laughs> basketball broadcast. Holy cow. It
2: was every single break. And then there was a Joe Jordan promo, and I was like, I am digging this. <laughs> Give me
1: more of this. So we will have Joe Jordan, who really was the first on this story yesterday for News Channel Nebraska. It be fascinating to talk to him about that. Also today, we are going to uh, be joined by Dr. Ken Dewey. Well, we're getting we're getting that one last blast, guys. We we kept saying I bet it'll happen. I bet it'll happen during state. It's not it's gonna give us one last punch of winter here, given every kind of benefit of the doubt that we've been given weather wise over the course of this winter. And yes, it looks like that is coming Wednesday into Thursday. And so we've got Dr. Ken Dewey, perfect timing to give us a little heads up on what exactly we are looking at. But I don't know. It looks like now this is going to be crazy because, again, state tournament going on at at this time. Like, for instance, my, uh, my and my son goes to East. They don't have school on Friday anyway, because the because they've got state tournament games going on there and they're just closing down the school anyway. But you're going to have this thing with a possible snow day, I guess, on Thursday uh potentially and then um <laughs> so may i mean we may be on the verge of uh or of spring break for some of these students here in town getting going yeah, the latest the
3: latest maps from the weather service show us in the three to five inch range uh but four to eight for beatrice so you know we're on that line again yeah we're between the two to three and the four to eight so if it goes what 50 miles further north <laughs> Yep. Well, I mean, even even three to five at this point, Mark would be, I, I admit, mean, would I be mean, pretty significant.
1: That would be a that would be a school canceling type of snow.
3: The one thing different than what we had yesterday is that the temperatures are going to start dropping today. The streets and everything will probably. Uh, be below freezing by the time this starts wednesday night and that's a good thing right yeah because we don't get that little melting and then that icing underneath the Man, snow i was I, I talked to some people who were out in it yesterday morning it was bad yesterday sheriff's office it was really uh, reported bad. i think 16 accidents between midnight and like 8 a.m yesterday yeah. yeah and there was at least that many in the city but my wife told she had a story somebody right in front of her ran into a Ran into a pole, got out,
1: helped them, and and um, man, it was it was just crazy yesterday. So it was not
3: though the uh, snow that was involved in that accident last night at 70th and Holdridge. Yeah, that, uh, uh, they think speed was a factor there. Okay, 19 year old Lincoln man killed there.
1: Uh, okay, well have more on that in uh, in news today. And then at eight thirty-five today, we are going to be joined by special guests. You usually hear him on the afternoon show, but you've heard him on the morning show as well over the course of the last several weeks. Johnny Cadillac is going to join us, and he is going to join us, guys, because he is taking on the mantle. Something I wondered if anyone would ever try and do. It's the challenge with Munch Madness, (laughs) and he—he is. I've got all kinds of questions for him, but he is going to try and go to all 64 Munch Madness restaurants, and he is going to tell us about that process, um, how it's been, um, who's who's been the best for him so far, and it's just going to be kind of fascinating to see if he can actually pull this off and go to all 64 of the Munch Madness restaurants. So He's going to update us on that quest as well. So that's what we've got coming up show-wise today. Um Let's see, any other, uh, Any other? Mark, did you have any other of well, your big headlines the, the, that we need to get to? I don't know
3: whether it's big headlines. Uh, two things, actually. I uh, could have a, a bit of a um, move in the unicameral called a poll measure on the constitutional concealed carry that Senator Brewer, uh, he hasn't been able to get it out of committee in the past, but it may be a, a, a parliamentary Procedure that would actually get it out into if they don't have the voting committee and get it to the larger floor, right? So uh, the other thing, the Nebraska Examiner this morning's got a story about dark money targeting Mike Flood in the Fortenberry. Uh, Oh, they Mm -hmm. uh, they're reporting about a hundred and thirty thousand dollars so far in dark money, primarily from a group in Iowa that is targeting Flood. Mm. So kind of an interesting uh, okay. development there. I had not heard about that, All right. although I've seen some of the ads. I just didn't know what was
1: behind them. We'll have more on that in the uh, morning drive today. And then Caleb Henry, speaking of breaking stories, we had Joe Jordan breaking that uh, story about the marks of the university and the gubernatorial race. And we've got uh, Caleb breaking stories yesterday about Nebraska Athletics media rights and a change that is coming.
2: Yeah, and that's obviously near and dear to us because we're a Husker affiliate. So any of these changes that happen – impact us, can potentially impact the listening experience for everyone out there. Um, but yeah, got word yesterday, and then and uh, NUAD, Trev Alberts, confirmed it later in the afternoon that university is going to be looking to JMI Sports. Uh, they're based out of San Diego. Only have two full-time partnerships at the collegiate level. Um, that's Kentucky and Pitt. So, very, very small time, and I don't believe they have a radio presence, so it would be, again, Some guys trying to learn radio um, while taking over a lot of stuff. So what are they doing
1: then at Kentucky and Pitt?
2: It's it's multimedia, so it's a lot more than radio. It's it's a lot of the online. um, It's a lot of your social media, all the stuff that's going to go up on there. Um, Think how how many folks, like when we have the Friday Husker tailgate, how how you've got the Facebook Live and you've got all the the pretty stuff that Kenny puts together for it. Um, It would be, at least the the way sources explain it to me, a 12-year deal worth a guaranteed $200 million. So you're looking in the uh, more than $16.6 million a year guaranteed. Wow. Could be more than that. I, I believe it could be up to about $18 million. Okay. Um. So that's going to be a big deal. Nebraska, obviously, like we said, moved in-house uh, a year ago. I don't think that that's been 100% what everyone expected it to be, um, and that was after a 15-year partnership with Learfield.
1: Practically what's that mean for listeners to do or is still to be determined.
2: Yeah, that's to be determined, but overall the same thing as this last year when it went away from Learfield and, and to being inside the university, it shouldn't change really anything. Now for football, they took they cut an hour off of the pregame, cut about an hour and a half off of the postgame. That's the biggest change that listeners had, but overall it really shouldn't change a whole lot. Now, unless they decide because they got the media rights, they want to do wholesale changes on the voices. That would be a big impact. But sure. realistically, it should change a lot of the stuff we do. It should not change the listener experience.
1: All right. There you go. Hopefully a good thing for uh, you, the listener, here on KLIN to Husker Sports. All right. 623, we'll take a break. Speaking of sports, Caleb's got state basketball results, plus much bunch badness results and more coming up next on KLIN.
0: Before you hit that drive time, stay alert with Nitro Cold Brew Coffee from Broken Rail Beverage Company. This is 1,499.3 KLIM.
4: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it every time
5: and if you love the paleo fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars limited time only price and participation may vary cannot be combined with any other offer single item at regular price
6: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. join us today during the jeep celebration event right now get 20 below msrp for an average of 15,178 under msrp on the purchase of a 2023 jeep grand cherokee overland 4x e or summit 4x e not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4 e models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.
0: A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news
1: affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. All right, 639, 19 degrees on the capital city. We got we well, got a pretty nice day as you heard there today and then cool colder tomorrow, high 30s and then uh that that snow situation on uh, looks like probably Thursday morning into midday, um, and then another cold day Friday, and then sunny and 40 on Saturday, and then, and then it's pretty much over starting Sunday, 64 and sunny on Sunday. So, uh, the, even if you get three to six, seven inches of snow here on Thursday, but it's gonna be a number one. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what. Thank goodness we've quintupled the amount of car washes in the city of Lincoln over the course of the last couple of years because this Saturday and this Sunday, whoo, there are going to be a lot of people out looking to get that car washed. I I need to get mine washed.
2: And it's supposed to be 44 degrees in Manhattan, Kansas tomorrow.
1: Ooh. They, uh, they're they going to go ahead and play that game? Yeah, it's still still on right now. I mean, come on. Why, why
2: couldn't Long they Beach? They moved it from today to tomorrow. It's
1: going to be 64 here on Sunday. Why couldn't Long Beach come and play a triple header on Sunday? Oh, jeez. Get that snow cleared out of there. It's, you're fine Just It'll give all... us
2: a 12-hour broadcast. <laughs> three
1: <laughs> games. Three games in one day. On the, uh, on the 13th. Uh, all right, let's jump into our sound off today. The latest from Ukraine first. Heavy fighting continues, particularly in southern
7: Ukraine. In the city of Mykolaev, for instance, there have been intense clashes between Russians and Ukrainian forces who are fighting for every inch of land they can hold onto against the advancing Russian army in the south. President Zelensky, uh, meantime, issued another impassioned addressed to his people, saying he is not going anywhere. I
8: don't hide, and I'm not afraid of anyone. I will stay here as long as it's necessary to win in our patriotic war.
3: The number of civilians killed in this
1: ongoing Russian onslaught is climbing every day. You Zelensky put out a video yesterday where he was standing by the window... <laughs> Of his office, looking out into Kiev, walks to his desk, sits down, they switch the camera, and then he gives an address there. Like, he selfied it, like, and then they and, uh, selfied it so he could look yeah. out the window, meaning you, I guarantee the Russians know, well, they know exactly where he is.
2: So, was that a video that just got posted, or was that a live video? I assume like, you know they you posted, posted it. Okay.
1: I assume they posted it. I don't know for sure the answer because to that, though.
2: Like you could record that and then just share it the next
1: day at the same time. True.
2: But if Still. you're doing if you're doing that live.
1: Still, I could not believe that because normally, like he's been interviewed by by some foreign press. And oh, yeah, and they done, had to go to an undisclosed and they, location. They talked about how they the government cars picked him up mm-hmm. and then they brought them to a place and they were very careful about it. They filmed it so you couldn't get any clues about where they were. And then he just stands in front of the window in downtown Kiev <laughs> looking out and seeing. I mean, I assume Russians can pinpoint exactly where that is. Um, it was, a, it was, it was quite a move. Um, it, it really was. And then, and then did you see the UN delegate from the, the guy that you maybe remember from the night this all started, the UN delegate from Ukraine held up a tweet from Lavrov. And then he said, if any of the Russian delegation needs mental help, they can call some some number some oh. i mean just dragging them wow throughout throughout this whole thing but man it's it is going to be clear it is clear that this thing is just this is going to be a quagmire this is going to go on it's going to go on for a long time um and yeah i know that you've got you've got some issues within the Russian supply lines and morale and and supplies and all those things, but still, they're not backing down. They're continuing to go. They're pouring more and more resources into this whole thing. Like uh, you wonder if there's any military left in Russia at some point. Um, well,
2: weren't there a, a lot of the even the the early Russian soldiers that were arriving? They were conscripts.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which, so,
2: so how what how many people do you even have left
1: to go through and say, "Hey, you're in the army well, now." You know what? You pro- to be honest um i'm going to guess that you, when you're you're talking about those conscripts you're talking about people who are who are um below middle class financially mm-hmm. and that sort of thing and you start moving up the moving up the socioeconomic chain right i would guess and there's going to be more blowback and you're also going to have fewer people fewer forces on hand to quell any uh, any protest any whatever is happening yeah
2: anything what's what's happening uh, in your own country
1: any of those things that are happening in your own country but they've i mean f- from the experts that I've heard you know they've got they still have uh, despite their issues they still have enough manpower and logistics and all those things to keep this going for another month at this point but um and th- at-, at at some point you do wonder though you do wonder what at what point is Putin going to say, ah, you know, screw it, we've got we've got weapons that can change this thing really quickly. Uh-huh. I mean, that is it's a it's a terrible thing to think about, but yeah, you've at got what- to wonder at, at this point. And 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 then the other thing, and I I think the whether you do a no fly zone is a, I I don't have the answer to it. It sounds like the the majority on both sides of the aisle in the United States think that this isn't the right thing to do because of the escalation but on the other hand putin is saying everything is an escalation right i mean he changes it daily and and talks about how this is an act of war and this is an act of war and this is an act of war i mean mm-hmm. it's a it's essentially a moving target yeah for him so um anyway that is uh that is the latest there meanwhile some uh companies in the united states there's been a lot of talk about reliance on russia for some level of of oil. Um, Shell is going to be one of those companies that is going to stop that here.
9: Shell says it intends to withdraw from Russian oil and gas in a phased manner in response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. The energy giant says it will also close its service stations in Russia, its aviation fields and lubricants business, and won't renew any Russian contracts. Shell is also changing its oil supply chain to remove Russian volumes as quickly as possible, though that could take weeks. Shell is also apologizing for purchasing Russian crude oil on Friday. Shell says it will commit profits from the sale to humanitarian funds to alleviate the crisis in Ukraine. Jenny kosola Fox News. Now, uh, but
1: just uh, so people know the the larger picture on this, because I didn't until I did some some reading about it uh, yesterday. Most of U.S. oil imports come from Canada Canada Mexico and Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. those are the three main places where the United States is importing oil from but Russian oil has been increasing the last few years um, in 2020 it was about 200 uh, what was I what are 200 million um, 200 million barrels at that point but that's also like single digit percentage wise. In terms of the amount that it comes from. But nonetheless, energy prices obviously continue to be a big story here in the United States as well. White House talked more about
6: that yesterday. Russian President Vladimir Putin's actions, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki says, are contributing to near record high gas prices in the U.S.
1: Because he invaded a sovereign country, that created instability in the markets.
6: President Biden has ordered releases of the strategic petroleum reserves.
9: And
1: clearly we will continue to have conversations with large oil producers and suppliers around the world about how to mitigate the impact and and consider domestic options
6: as well. The U.S. average price of gas now tops $4 a gallon. In Washington, Jared Halpern, Fox News. Yeah,
1: I mean, it's kind of like the... uh it's it's a little bit of a perfect storm situation here with with the gas prices going up like they are they were i mean it was happening prior to to the invasion um for a variety of reasons at that point some of them policy related uh also combined with that you go back two years to twenty twenty like the economy here was <laughs> remember, no, there was demand was down the economy right. was an absolute mess you had the pandemic going on and so gas prices were way down there so that Sort of exacerbates at least the the feeling of what's happening right now and then combine it with the invasion that's going on. And like I said, it's become a bit of a perfect storm situation.
2: Um, we've got I-80 closed in both directions right now, uh, about 17, 18 miles west of Lincoln. It's between exit 379. That's uh, Seward and Fairbury and exit 382. Um, to Milford, road closed due to a crash.
1: Okay, both ways. Both wow. ways. Okay. All right, so avoid that area. You'll probably be uh, uh, taken off the interstate anyway at that point. Uh, I want to get to this story, too. Um, an area of the country, uh, Caleb, but both of us uh, have some familiarity with in Des Moines. And this yeah, story out of, I saw the I saw the initial headlines come across yesterday that there was a shooting outside of a Des Moines high school. You didn't hear a lot more detail Um, We're starting to get a little bit more uh, information now on exactly what had happened there.
4: Police in Des Moines say the incident was an apparent drive-by shooting. Suspects have been detained in connection with it. The shots were fired, according to investigators, shortly before classes at East High School were scheduled to end for the day. The school is located about a half mile from the Iowa State Capitol, but police do not believe there is a continued threat. Details on the suspects and what motive they may have had have not been released granal scott fox news So yeah
1: and, and i haven't heard any further updates on no. on the victims um since late yesterday uh but sounds like a drive-by shooting situation there um all right uh, let's get to a couple other things here before we run out of time uh you know we, we've talked about how this uh, you got this last shot of snow and then uh probably by Sunday, it's really going to feel like that flip over to spring. And by the way, we have Dr. Ken Dewey joining us at eight ten today. But you know, uh, there are a lot of people who who believe that their emotions, maybe even their mental health, is really impacted by these seasonal weather changes. And frankly, when it gets cold and went dark in winter, mm-hmm. that has a big impact. And there's more and more science behind it. This is
5: House Call for Health. If the winter blues have you feeling down, you're not alone. Researchers say millions of Americans deal with seasonal affective disorder, or SAD, every year, roughly 3% of the U.S. population. And it's more likely in the fall or winter when we deal with snow and shorter days and colder weather. Hannah Hoffman is a Michigan State University animal science professor. You can take some easy measures at home to counteract or treat yourself for seasonal depression. That includes making sure you get natural light in the morning and considering the use of a light therapy lamp daily for 30 minutes you'll also want to eat healthy exercise and ensure you get a proper amount of vitamin d for more health news go to foxnewshealth.com house call for health on lisa brady I'm fox you, news
1: i'm telling you being out in the sun makes a huge difference for me yes it really does um i didn't usually i didn't used to believe that i kind of scoffed at it but mm-hmm. wow it it really does well there,
2: um, there's the joke that we are we're evolved creatures mm-hmm but at the end of the day, we're just a house plan to give us a little sun and our mood improves.
1: There you go. There you go. Uh, Apple holding a big event today. We talked a little bit about this a week ago, some new big introductions, maybe a new... Uh, a new phone that you might end up having apple will live stream a special event today they've named it peak performance with peak spelled as if you're sneaking a peek at something new and the rumors are surrounding the likeliness of new products from apple mainly a new iteration of iphone se the kind of model that might have some reduced features or tech
6: but offers a lower and attractive retail price and 5g wireless capability Apple will also live stream the event from its Cupertino, California
3: headquarters, but as it's been during COVID, there will be no live audience. Eben Brown, Fox News.
1: And as I said last week, the OG iPhone SE, the original iPhone SE, <laughs> crappiest phone they've ever made. How many? I believe that to be the case, and I've had about five different ones.
2: What model are they up to now? Because I haven't got a new I don't phone even know in what a few I have. years. I think
1: I have the 11. I've got the 10s. Okay. The X- I remember when the, the XS. XS. That was so, oh man, everybody wanted those when they came out. Now it's kind of, eh. I've still got it. it still works. <laughs> it might still work <laughs> uh, Maybe, though, if you want something new, forget investing money in a new iPhone. How about a new, I'm going to say it, how about a new Walkman? Oh, God. Walkman. Walkman. Walkmans are back. Sony has unveiled two new Walkman music players, but they're going to cost you. One is
9: made out of an aluminum alloy that provides the case with protection against electrical noise and other interference. That one's going for about $1,600, while the other one is gold-plated and will cost $3,200. <laughs> but for those hoping to use those old cassette tapes, you won't be able to, as the Walkman is only allowing MP3 files and streaming. Mike Gunzelman, Fox News. So
2: it's a phone 2004 called they want their i <laughs> their little iPod what? nano back. Yeah, I was going to say Is so this what? an iPod shuffle?
1: <laughs> so it's a phone but without the phone features. What was that? Was but, it the,
2: the Zune? Is that what one Zune, of Zune?
1: <laughs> I had a I bought an MP3 player. It looked like kind of a flash drive, and you can stick headphones in it. I paid a bunch of money See, for that. It. Was, I that thought was, that was, was amazing. If you
2: knew, if you either had an iPod. You had a Zoom, or you just had and just said it's an MP3. Yes, flare. it's like yeah. there's, we're no no brand.
1: I know I saved some. I did not go iPod. I went. It was actually it was a brand it was Creative, and it was really cool. It held you know, like two hundred songs. I was very excited about it at the time. <laughs> All right, six fifty-five. We'll take a break. Uh, by the way, yeah, we're looking at that scene on the interstate right now, and major backups in both direction uh, at the scene of that crash. Uh, again, that was at what exit was it? Uh, Oop, uh, that is
2: uh, between 379 and 382. All
1: right. All right, so there you go. So
2: near, near Seward, Fairbury. West 80. of
1: Lincoln on the interstate. 6.55, take a break, KLIN. Brittany Foster. You're listening to
0: LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN.
1: All right, 19, 19 degrees in the capital city. Coming up during the 7 o'clock hour, Joe Jordan, News Channel, Nebraska. University of Nebraska asks gubernatorial candidates to stop wearing those Husker shirts and showing those Husker videos and using those helmets. Talk about that. He had that story yesterday. Also, your morning drive brought to you by Stonebridge
4: Insurance and Wealth Management. It is 7 o'clock. and Lincoln. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.
5: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
6: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration Event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe.
0: Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is K Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN.
1: All right, welcome back on this March 8th, 2022, a Tuesday morning at 7, 11, 19 degrees in the capital city. And our guest today, maybe someone, if you're a, uh, if you're a high school basketball fan that either yesterday or throughout the week you will uh you will see uh, a little promo of in between gubernatorial uh campaign ads every once in a while well i want every every couple hours or so good morning joe how are you doing today
8: i'm good over the weekend uh my alma mater loyola university chicago won the missouri valley conference tournament in the big dance and i'm able to say all that Without infringing on the university's logos or marks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's true. That's true. They are okay with you doing. It. They are, they even have a kid from uh, Omaha on the team too, I believe. So yeah, that's there is. that's very that's very good. So yeah, and by the way, yes, News Channel Nebraska, where uh, Joe works for, of course, does have. Uh, they did a great job covering state basketball yesterday too. So shout out. I know some of the folks that are in the the sports department there, but yeah, we got to see. It's like it's like a quarter ends, Joe, and it's like herbster pillin joe jordan for 15 seconds herbster Pillen. <laughs> uh dur- during all of those and uh speaking of which it sounds like there have been a lot of people watching their advertisements including the university of nebraska you had this story first yesterday the university wrote to the gubernatorial candidates the three of them herbster Pillen, lindstrom uh in particular and asked them to uh, cease using their the university's basically they're essentially their trademarks in their mm-hmm. uh in their campaign ads uh you had a you had a chance to look at that letter first you saw it um j- just give me a sense of what the university specifically had to say to the candidates
8: well they have a, they have a complaint about each individual candidate's commercials. Uh, But I think it all begins with the Herbster ad. I I, I wonder, I don't know this, but I wonder if Herbster's commercial hadn't come out, would the letters have come out? Because Herbster's commercial, uh, first of all, it's targeting Jim Pell and accusing him of being in favor of critical race theory. And it does that by using uh, a picture of the individual who runs the University of Nebraska's Office of Diversity and Inclusion. uh, And... That seems to be something that the university clearly wanted to uh, put a stop to. Possibly believing they just couldn't pick out one campaign, they then sent, at the same time, uh, letters to Lindstrom's campaign and to Pillen's campaign, telling them to knock it off. Uh, Pillen has a commercial, I think probably everybody's seen it by now, shows him back in 1978 when he recovered a fumble against Oklahoma for the, for the Huskers, uh, it was a big moment for the uh, for the Huskers back at that day. Uh, they he shows that video, talks about beating Oklahoma. The university tells him, you know, you can't use our images in there. And uh, the Lindstrom campaign has been told the same thing. Uh, Lindstrom's commercial uh, shows him uh, throwing a football around a little bit and then shows uh, an image of his old uh, University of Nebraska football jersey. He played a, you know, in a few games back in, I think it was early 2000s, uh, and talks about how, how he liked being a Husker and what he learned from being a member of a team. And the university is telling him that his ad needs to come off as well because they're maintaining that all those images are copyrighted by the university. And they also maintain that if, that if they don't challenge this, they could lose their not-for-profit status. I don't know how legit some of that stuff is, but clearly – and the letter comes from the university's top lawyer. Uh, but what's not clear in the end, uh, Jack, is will the university take the next step on this if the ads aren't aren't pulled down? And to my knowledge, they're still running out there. Certainly, I know the the uh, Herbster ad is still running. Um, I'm not so certain about the Lindstrom and Pillen ads. And just for an aside, when I tried to contact the three campaigns about all this – Herbsters' campaign shot back quickly that they weren't getting out of the game at all. Uh, Lindstrom and Pillen's campaigns have yet to get back to me. Uh, So that's kind of where we stand right now. But again, what I'm wondering about is, will the university take the next step and, and, and sue anybody? The reality, I think, is we all know there's basically six weeks left in this campaign, you know, the May tenth is probably the last time we'll see some of these ads, regardless of who wins in the primary uh and so you could have you could file a lawsuit, but it's never going to get settled before this thing is over yeah
1: and and what I suppose you really want is is injunctive relief and and to get them to stop, to stop using them. But so, like the herb, because the Herb Shred, you're right, is running. Not only did I see it last night while I was watching your promos, but I also just <laughs> saw it here up on our monitor, like literally 15 minutes ago. The one that you're referencing, but that's like that's a totally different thing than what they're asking Lindstr- uh, Lindstrom and Pillen to stop doing. Right? It's not. I mean it's not uh, pictures of Charles Herbster wearing a Husker helmet around it's right. it's referencing this this administrative faculty member right and yes. which which to me I mean this is my my opinion on this Joe but that's a much harder case for the university to make than the other ones to be honest
8: I know what you're saying and uh I I don't have any reason to disagree with you uh because as far as I know the, the Herbster campaign got those photos that are sort of in the public domain. Uh, you know, I think I think the university's in a, in a in a difficult slot here, trying to make this case. But you know, far be it for me to to make that decision because you know it's, it's not my logo that's bounced around. But in the specifically in the the Herbster ad, there is a there is a photograph of a of a University of Nebraska document. I think it's a in the letterhead. Is is the, the big red N now? Is that unusable if the document is a, is a public record? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if this has ever been contested at any in any you know court level in terms of how these things get copy. These copyrighted materials can be reproduced when you've got a public institution uh, with, with materials that are in the public domain. I. It, to me it gets pretty gray
1: yeah to, i mean j- just from from my uh, whatever expertise i have left in this showing a letterhead um you know for the purposes of showing the letter the show letter visually is a very different thing than again having a husker helmet or having a husker jersey or wearing a husker shirt right with uh mm-hmm. with the n on it that seems like a different legal question altogether than those different things it kind of makes you feel like all right. Well, we just feel like we had to have something for everyone, essentially, on this whole thing, so we didn't look like we were going after one person or two people. On
8: this. Well, and that's, and I think that's basically what the Herbster campaign uh, is contending, uh, because they're basically saying that they're, that, you know, they're they're accusing. For, for those who don't know, uh, Jim Pillen is a University of Nebraska regent. So, the Herbster campaign is contending that this is basically the university's way of trying to protect one of their regents. And also to protect uh, whatever position you want to believe they have when it comes to critical race theory. And uh, Herbster's campaign, you know, they they pretty much started this ball rolling when when Pillan did an ad that basically said he did not support uh, critical race theory then th- th- Then that prompted the herbster campaign to come out and say you know he 's not telling the truth and here 's why he 's not telling the truth here's here 's the proof of of what he 's done over the years in, in, in quote unquote supporting critical race theory but it, 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 in the end you, you can see that the, I think it 's pretty pretty clear that the university is 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 bothered it would seem that they 're bothered more by herbster 's campaign ad than the other two because their their they're, their admonition to the herbster campaign is a bit more on 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 Mark in terms of this hmm. whole CRT thing, uh, you know their their complaint about Pillin is that he used it again. You know the the funny thing is, you know the Pillin ad is is a moment in Nebraska football history that everybody you know, appreciated, right? Recovered right? right. <laughs> a fumble against Oklahoma in a big game. Mm-hmm. Uh, why they wouldn't want that out there? I mean, it, it makes you it, it certainly raises the question that you are in terms of. It, it was Herbster really the one they were going after, but they couldn't just say, w- pick one candidate, we're going to pick Herbster, and let the other two just go. So we're, we're gonna, we'll have to go after all. Three. I,
1: I, uh, I'm I, going to admit I haven't gone through and watched all of the uh, campaign commercials for, for the House and Senate and gubernatorial candidates and probably even legislative candidates over the last 20 years, but I've got to imagine – that there have been plenty of them where you've got candidates that just happen to be wearing that short sleeve collared Mm -hmm. Husker polo when they're, when they're uh, talking to contractors and looking over blueprints and getting ready Mm -hmm. to go hunting and having a family dinner together. (laughs) Like, like I, I, I assume that's good. Do you remember any, any kind of blowback on anything like that before?
8: No. And when I spoke with someone from the university about that, uh, they, I said, I can't remember, I said, I can't remember, you know, anybody going after any other university going after any other campaigns in the past. And the only answer I got was, well, we have gone after other corporations and businesses that have that have used our uh, logos uh, and imagery without, you know, without our permission. Uh, but but I'm I. Uh, in my 40 years in Nebraska I don't remember anybody going after and I don't remember the university going after a political campaign uh for using their 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 big red end I just you, don't remember it
1: You know I'd be interested to go look up Tom Osborne's commercials for his house campaign and his gubernatorial and his gubernatorial run I, I I don't I legit don't remember I was gone for some of the house campaigns but if that uh, if if that was happening at that point because I'm pretty sure by the way I'm pretty sure and uh, and I think he won't even give me a hard time for saying this I'm pretty sure Senator Ben Sasse has an entire closet of Husker <laughs> quarter zips and short sleeve polos that he just happens to put on you know if there's a camera on around <laughs> fairly sure yeah. about that it's I mean, it's uh, it is uh, it's kind of the political uniform in Nebraska in some cases. So I don't remember if he did it in his his commercials or not. Nonetheless, uh, real quick before I let you go, Joe, I know there's been um, kind of a controversy about what happens with some uh, rental assistance funds here that the governor initially said that he would he would not be taking. Um, and it it's it sounds like the fight is not given up on this, and it might continue uh, to go forward between state centers and the governor. Uh, how's this thing going to play out? Do you think?
8: Well, I think, I think in the end it's going to play out in a, in a vote on the floor, uh, and curious to see where it plays out. Uh, the governor has said, you know, Nebraska got, uh, I think it was $200 million for, for, uh, rental assistance in effect, you know, so people can heat their, heat their homes and apartments rather and uh, pay their rent on time. Money that goes directly, as I understand it, goes to the landlord actually. So it's not like it goes to the renter and he gets mm-hmm. to use it, but it helps offset those costs. And so the state got 200 million. They gave some to, S- to Lancaster County and Douglas County and a few others. They still had like 140 million. They've used, I think, 100 million of that, maybe 80 million of that. The bottom line is, according to the governor, they still got like 44 million left, and and there aren't enough. To, according to the governor, they're just not getting enough requests for the money to to ask for any more. So he doesn't want to do that. In the meantime, the appropriations committee at the legislature sent a letter to the governor, signed by pretty sure all nine members of the committee, which includes, you know, people on the left and people Mm -hmm. on the right saying, you know, we should, you know, apply for the money. Let's get it because we're going to need it. They're maintaining that there's a there's a helpline in in the state and people are calling saying we need help, uh, even though the governor says that they haven't had enough applications. So the committee is saying, well, people are out there just they're they're not applying, but they're they're saying that they're going to need the money in the end. And the governor just as, you know, as early as yesterday said, we're not applying for it uh we don't think we need it and that's the end of it for that so but right. i gotta believe it's going to come up on the floor i think senator hansen from lincoln has legislation that pertains to it my guess is there's going to be a, a fight on the floor and then a vote and then we'll see who wins
1: all right and the uh, deadline there for that is march 31st all right joe uh appreciate it we'll be watching you on news channel in nebraska look forward to talking to you again next week all right <laughs> Thanks, Jack. Take care. All right, Joe Jordan, Channel, Nebraska. 724, take a break on KLIN. I like the local news because it doesn't get into all these politics. Get
0: today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com.
4: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time.
5: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
4: K-M-I-N. All right, it is 742,
1: 19 degrees in the capital city, and it's time to count them down. Let's get started today with... Whoops, I don't have it.
3: Number five. Well, we've got this uh, <laughs> <laughs> accident. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I
1: ha- I thought I fixed
3: it. We had uh, we've got this accident out westbound I uh, both east and westbound I eighty west of the capital city closed. Several vehicles involved in the interstates closed from three seventy nine to three eighty two. That's the Seward exit to the Milford exit. Now you can either go down and uh, take Highway six or through Milford and back up if you're going east or uh, you can go north and catch 34 if you're going west, but you're going to have to have an alternate accident. Right now, the sunshine into the Dot uh, traffic camera is too bright. We can't actually oh. see the accident right now, but there was smoke coming from one of the semis a little earlier. So
1: We had it pulled up earlier, Mark. You yeah. had it pulled up earlier, and it was yeah. I, you, you couldn't quite see what was going on at the site of the accident. Other than that, both lanes were closed, and there were traffic backed up a long way in both directions, and
3: nowhere for them to, and to they, get off. No, and there it's it. And not, uh, the. the State Patrol and the Department of Transportation have not given any indication of when it might reopen. So. Okay. so find an alternate route
1: from the interstate if you are headed either westbound out of Lincoln or eastbound into Lincoln
3: on the interstate right. today. And, of course, uh, we got snow coming in starting tomorrow, probably tomorrow night, as I look at the uh, timeline says light snow for the Lincoln and southeast uh, of us starting, oh, sometime after noon tomorrow. It'll be very light and pick up probably midnight tomorrow night into Thursday, continuing until midnight Yeah, uh, Thursday night yeah. into Friday morning. Three to five is the... Uh latest estimate for Lincoln, but four to eight for Beatrice. So you love those clear Uh, lines of demarcation.
1: I do. And as I know from having a vacation home in Beatrice, I know that just that little, you go a little bit further south than we in the vacationing community in Beatrice. It's uh a... you know we're not. We know those days we're not going to be able to play pickleball. We're not going to be able to get to bingo night as easily as people up north might be. You're able not going to be able to drive up to Pickerel for a drink. That's that's very true. Um, but Mark, yeah, the timing. Kit, uh, I'm, this is not the official word on this, but I think kids are going to be getting some snow days on Thursday, which they haven't got yet this year. I am. The, the, I didn't think it won. No snow days if we're LPS so far. Hmm. Okay.
3: I guess they were No, off They, they gave
1: there. them some Fridays off, but the weird thing is going to be if they give them a snow day on Thursday, then you got one day until spring break, and you're like, well, you know, everybody's ready for a break, aren't they? I mean, I'm not saying they're going to do anything like that, but... It at least is of note here at this point. Could so have,
3: could have a few gusty winds, too, up to 20, 25 miles an hour. And, of course, that will, at snowfall rates, it could reach an inch an hour. That's going to reduce visibility and cause some drift.
1: So don't siphon the gas out of your snowblower yet if you're going to do that. I didn't get my snowblower fixed this year. So far, it's paid off. But I could use the exercise just,
3: of getting out of the, I, I, I am something. You know What? Look, what? your snowblower and your sprinkler system have something in common (laughs) they don't work but the weather for the most part doesn't make me need them
1: i don't know that could change this summer with the uh with the sprinkler uh but yeah but i'm looking this as a as a positive it is we've been so spoiled with the good weather we need to hunger for good weather again a little bit right it'll make next week 63 60 73 70 64 when it's all done it'll make it all that much sweeter when we roll down the windows and the car washes in Lincoln, oh, the car washes in Lincoln this weekend, Mark. Holy cow! Are it's we, just too bad we don't have more of them.
3: Are we allowed something. to to do a cargo shorts alert next week while oh, you're gone? Yeah, yeah, you you can, yeah, you can do that. I, we I can mean, do I whatever
1: think, we want while he's gone. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> it says the guy who had his mic turned on. and he <laughs> didn't say anything. All right, hey, uh, I don't have the numbers. <laughs>
3: number four. Well, uh, UNL has asked the uh, campaigns, the the governor campaigns of uh, Charles Herbster, Jim Pillen, and Brent Lindstrom to stop using the UNL Nebraska Red N and uh, references to the university and their campaign ads. You just had an extended conversation with Joe Jordan, who is one to break this story. I'll let you just take it.
1: Well, it it was interesting because it's a very, it's a different situation with Herbster than it is the other two, right? Because Herbster, unlike the other two, didn't play for Nebraska football, so he's not showing old jerseys and helmets or highlights or anything like that. His has more to do with referencing the university and people within the university and like the letterhead being on there, which I think is a I think is a wholly different question, frankly, than the uh, than the other two, but I don't know. The the Herbster campaigns are still running, uh, Campaigns are still running. I haven't seen the pillin one for a few days, so I'm not sure if that's that's changed anything here. But I saw it Sunday. Did you? Believe, okay, well yeah. this 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 happened yesterday. But Um, You know, I don't know. It it does seem like these logos have been thrown around in the past because, like I said, when you picture the quintessential Nebraska candidate ad, what is it? I mean, I can can block it for you from beginning to end. It's, hey, here I am in my short-sleeved Husker polo. Walking around, oh, look at these guys in hard hats want to show me some blueprints. What do we have here? Ah, yes. Ah, nod. Okay, now time to go hunting. Here's my dog. I got my safety vest on. Okay, now it's time to have a nice family meal with everyone here in Lincoln. Ah, now I'm going to be talking to some senior citizens at the co-op,
3: right? I could make these. Sure. Sort of like the big grand M on the east wall of the KLIN Master Control Suite studio. Yeah, we do have that.
1: That's true. But we, also, we are also a Husker affiliate. Keep that in mind. People forget that. Moving on.
3: Number three. It was one and done for having the media rights yeah. in-house Yeah. at UNL.
2: So got confirmation from Nebraska Athletic Di- Director Trev Alberts yesterday that the university will be looking to outsource their multimedia rights again jmi sports out of san diego is the partner that The Athletic Department is looking to go with. It will have to get approved by the Board of Regents in April. They would start July 1st, so that would mean only one year of having it in-house after 15 years with Learfield IMG College. Sources tell me that the deal would be for 12 years and a guaranteed $200 million. That's uh, about $16.6 million a year as your base.
1: All right. Well, and and what will that mean? The people that the the most... Probably the most frequent question about this will be from people who listen to the radio. And that was listen a big to question last year What too. does it mean? And the answer is probably not that much we don't know for sure mm-hmm. um but probably probably not a whole a, a huge impact on that whole thing right. um, i doubt they're going to come in and make massive personnel changes i wouldn't think that would not be a, a smart pr move mm-hmm. here in this whole thing and um and i and i will mention there were some people who were saying well maybe they get the games online keep in mind the games are on the kale this is something we've we fought for, frankly. Yeah. We won it for a long time, and we now have. So the games are on the KLIN uh, app in the area, well, I should say.
2: No, you can get them in New York in oh, California oh, and Alaska. Okay. Where,
1: wherever you've got the app or an
2: internet connection, and you can go to the live stream online, you can get the game via
1: the KLIN
2: yep. app.
3: Yep. So there you go.
1: This weekend, notwithstanding. It yeah, was the, very special There the, were the internet things. We're not going to talk about uh, yeah, that. We're not, we're,
2: anyway, uh, Husker Baseball tomorrow. You can listen on the app. It was on the app. But not, Never State. mind. You would have to listen to the bone because baseball will be on the bone because we'll have Husker. Husker Basketball tomorrow. You can listen on the
3: app. That's right. <laughs> now, there's no baseball Saturday or this weekend, right? No baseball no. this weekend either. Uh, the dirt bags be... backed oh, out.
1: We had an entire winter of 70 degrees this weekend. With the Long Beach State going on the baseball at the Haymarket Park and the state basketball going on at PBA on that Saturday, would have been so cool.
2: Remember when Nebraska so cool. was supposed to have like eighteen home games this month?
1: Yeah, and then they lost the first yep. weekend series,
2: yep. got taken away, and now this one's okay.
1: canceled. By the way, it's going to be forty-four and sunny on Saturday, sixty-three on and sunny on Sunday. I think they can play those games, but you got to travel sometime. Oh. They can, I mean, you don't think flights are going to be coming into Lincoln because three inches of snow? What are you talking about? I think they're, I think they're afraid. They're a California team. I think they're afraid. Of course they don't want to play up here. 63 degrees on Sunday. Play three games. Play three seven inning games. Don't even, don't even start. No.
3: Number two. Interesting parliamentary move scheduled for about 4 o'clock this afternoon in the unicameral. It's known as a poll motion, and it has to do with constitutional concealed carry. Uh, Nebraska Sunrise News has got the, uh, the story this morning. It's uh, Senator Tom Brewer's um, bill, LB 773. Now, what has happened is favorable public hearings have not necessarily meant the bill got out of committee. And this poll motion uh, could ruffle some feathers, but it is scheduled. Uh, Senator Brewer has made his intentions known along, all along. Prime example of having that uh, favorable hearing, but not seeing the support is, translate into debate on the floor. Is this just one of
1: those deals where the committee isn't as favorable to it as the body at large would be?
3: Well, uh, maybe. Is that I'm, what this is? I'm not so sure the body at large is totally in favor of it. but Really? It, that surprises I, I, I'm me. I'm not sure. Uh, that, that would surprise but me. But we haven't really had the debate. So this is one way that it passes. We'll get uh, the bill on the floor for debate. Will this cover my XQ24 scope? Do we
1: know? Is that um, within, is there a special carve-out for that? If, you, the, if
3: if you can conceal it, I think you can carry it. It
1: folds up. Didn't know if oh you know boy. that. It, you probably don't have one. It fits in cargo shorts.
3: No. I don't.
1: No. Nope.
3: That's yeah, a fold-out scope.
1: Good for you. Let me know. Number one. Let me know when you guys want to hear more about it.
3: Department of Ag uh, confirmed the first case of bird flu, avian flu. Uh, since 2015, uh, it actually was one of your favorite Canadian grease oh, up okay. around Olmstead. Oh, here You go. You should
1: have uh, been listening to me, Lincoln.
3: Now, wild birds can, you know, transmit it to poultry flocks and it's devastating when it hits because it usually wipes out the flock so this is not a good thing to be having
1: uh, uh, chicken wing prices are already through the roof at this point and then as if these geese didn't do enough to ruin my life in Lincoln by just being annoying they take it to this level and I've spoken out against the Canada geese in this town for a long time I've requested the foxes and coyotes you know do their thing as needed but here we are this is when you don't listen to a warning this is what happens very disappointed very not
3: disappointed. good for the poultry industry for sure in the state yep. i mean they were devastated in 2015 and there's very little you can do once it gets into I a flock
1: o- i hope one of the side effects isn't standing in the middle of 56 on pine lake road for an hour because they love doing that all right 754
4: we'll take a break it's LNK today with jack and friends on klin
5: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
0: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm Chris Offgren. La Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends. On the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN.
1: You know, I don't know how we do it because Dr. Ken Dewey and I get, talk middle of uh, most months and we kind of figure out a mutually agreeable date for him to uh for him to come on and do his monthly spa with us. And lately, we've just kind of hit incredible timing where he's coming on right before some kind of a significant weather event, and it looks like we've done it again. Dr. Dewey, we've talked all winter about, hey, we're gonna, st- it's not going to be over. We're going to get this, and it'll probably be during State Basketball Week. And here we are, and it looks like it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Good morning. How are you doing?
7: Hey, good morning, everybody. I'm sitting in my home office looking out at the woods. The sun is shining. You know, I noticed that my colleague, Brittany, who, let us into this segment, um, talked about today and tonight and early tomorrow, but she didn't talk about the snow. I wonder if that was a reason, you know, and you and I don't have to talk about the snow. We could just talk about it next week, but I guess we better.
1: No, yeah, we we probably should. Let, let's let just real quick um, go back like we usually do and just take a look back in the exceptional winter, Dr. Dewey. Um, it, it just really continued since last time we talked with dryness, with above average temperatures. We kept saying that, eh, you know, maybe we would have some dips down. You talked about this, but it probably wouldn't stick. And that's really what we saw the course of the last 4 weeks.
7: Jack it was 81 degrees last week.
1: Yeah, I was I was wearing my shorts. <laughs> I told them to, I do you, I demanded the, uh, Lincoln open up their swimming pools and unfortunately they did not listen to me. I don't know why.
7: 81 degrees mm-hmm. and you know I, I I even look at today and it's like oh. You know, so going ahead, um, looking back I guess it'd be the better thing to say. Um, we're sitting right now, and let me pull up the number We're sitting at a winter total of 4.8 inches of snow. We had a a grand total of an inch from the last event. And if we could just miss this snow entirely, it would be an all-time record for Lincoln, Nebraska. We've never had such little amount of snow. Well, I don't think that's going to happen. And if I look at the snowfall amounts, you know, back in 2016, Um, We're 2017. uh, We had, let's look this up, 2019, sorry, 17 inches of snow. Mm -hmm. And then we go back to 2016, which I was mentioning, 7.5 inches of snow. So we've had a couple years with You know, not very much snow. Then we had last year with four feet of snow. But last year, it stopped snowing in the middle of February. People have forgotten that. So in the middle of February, we were done. So I was kind of hoping that's what would happen again this year, but it has not. No. So it has been a very dry winter, one of the driest on record for our area. I've seen on social media people saying, "Uh uh-oh, I forgot to undo my hose. They watered their plants last week, Mm -hmm. and then they left the hoses on, Mm -hmm. and then the water froze, and now they've got hundreds of dollars worth of plumbing bills. So it was warm enough to get outside, but again, it went clearly below freezing again.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk again about the impacts of how dry that we were. And I know you talked last month some really interesting stuff about what having snow cover actually does to help help the ground. We didn't have that. We didn't have a lot of rain, any other moisture. Where are we in terms of a drought situation? And what is the impact of that going to be as we look ahead to the spring and summer?
7: The drought that has been persistent in the southwest, it's epic and historical in nature, has slowly crept into our area over the winter. So even though we had some rain over the weekend and even though we're going to have this, should I say the word snow, in a couple of days,
8: mm-hmm.
7: still way below normal in precipitation. It impacts the water and the ground. It impacts, uh, as we go into spring, the water that's available for our plants to start blossoming and going forth. And by the way, I've seen trees around Lincoln already starting to bud. So it thinks, the vegetation thinks it's already spring. It hurts the winter wheat, of course, because it's been exposed to the desiccating dry winds of winter. We need to go into our wet season, which is what? April and May. Is. Mm -hmm. We go into that season with increased precipitation. There's no sign of it right now. We just have these bursts, as you see, of cold air that comes down for a few days. The longest we've ever been cold is about a week. And then we have these bursts of precipitation, and then it goes away again. So it's not looking good as we go into spring. But, of course, that's subject to change.
1: Yeah. Well, that's the uh, ghost of winter past. Let's get into the uh, ghost of winter present uh, as we are looking at a snow situation here, not only in Lincoln but around the area. That looks like it's going to get started tomorrow about midday and predominantly happening in the overnight hours. What are you showing the impact of this snowfall is going to be right now?
7: Okay. First of all, has been the trend all winter Each time we see a snowfall forecast for the state of Nebraska, as it gets closer and closer to the event, it moves further and further south. Yesterday morning, a colleague of mine and I were starting to laugh and saying, well, it's about time for the models to push it further south. (laughs) The National Weather Service yesterday, TV meteorologists were all saying it looks like the axis of heaviest snowfall is going to move south into northern Kansas. Now, you and I have talked before, it doesn't take much of a shift to put us into the heavy snow band, but right now, it looks like the heaviest snow will be to our south. It looks like it won't impact rush hour tomorrow, Wednesday. That's when we would be beginning to have some light snow. It's another nighttime snow event. We seem to have those a lot as well with snowfall predominantly all night, and then ending by Thursday morning. Jeff, did you notice yesterday how fast that snow disappeared?
1: Yeah, by lunch. By the time I got home for lunch, and I take an early lunch, so yes. So you know why? It's because the sunshine right now, the radiation intensity, is
7: the same as the first few days of October. Hmm. And that's why record highs this time of year can soar into the 80s and 90s. So the power of the sun will work on that snow quickly. And in fact, if we look a tiny bit ahead, forecast high for Sunday, 60. Mm-hmm. So this isn't, I'm, you know, as a retired person, I will clear off my sidewalk because that's required in the city of Lincoln, but I'm just going to sit inside and watch the snow melt off my driveway. I'm not going to
1: bother. <laughs> that's good. I'm coming to tell my wife I'm going to do the same and you said it was okay. Oh, so yeah, I appreciate I that. So
7: the snowstorm is not as much moisture as as it can be in the spring. Well, I don't think we're going to have thunder snow and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but As it moves through the area, it's going to be an impact primarily Wednesday night. It'd be a good night to not be traveling back and forth between Lincoln and Omaha, and then into Thursday morning. But by Thursday noon, the sun will come out. Thursday and Friday, will feel bitterly cold. And then by Saturday, back up into the... Oh, probably the 40s, and then Sunday, 60 degrees. And in a moment, we can talk about what's coming up. I'd like to talk about, is this the end of our snow for the winter? And I want to tease a little bit that we just started accepting applications yesterday for our summer weather camp
1: for you. Okay, so before we get into the future, one more thing. uh, One other question I've got is, let's say Lincoln gets, I think they're talking three to five inches right now in that range. If you are roughly in there, how much does that help or change what's happened with our lack of moisture this year?
7: Not, not a lot. We're, we're, we're inches below normal. We're not. And if, if we get three to four inches of snow, that's about a third of an inch of water. That's not enough. We need a very wet April and May. Which, again, the downside of that is then for the farmers that can't get into their fields because they're muddy. But right now, that it will help, but it's just a small amount.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dr. Ken Dewey joining us on KLIN right now. Okay, so let's look forward. I'm looking at the forecast. I've said this on the air. Uh, Dr. Dewey, I see next week. I've I've got on my, my uh, graphic that I've got here Sunday 63, Monday 60, Tuesday 73, Wednesday 70, Thursday uh, 64. By Thursday, you're at March seventeenth. This has got this is it. Then after after Friday, it's done. Right, it's is, done.
7: Is, are you putting out a guarantee?
1: I I am asking you to put out a guarantee. Is what's happening? Don't don't put don't turn this back on me. <laughs> I know you know where I live. I'm hoping other people <laughs> don't know where I live.
7: Okay, that's exactly right. Is I'm waiting for the switch, and it looks like it's there um, in the 6-10 to 10 day, the 8-14 to 14 day, the 3-week, the 1-month outlook. And, Jack, my numbers are very similar to yours. I don't think we'll have any trouble. If we get a lot of snow, we might have trouble getting to the 60s by Sunday. But next week, which is, I believe, Lincoln School Systems. Correct. Brooklyn?
1: Correct, yes.
7: All right. I think it's going to be a good week for kids. Um, it looks like um, Monday, yeah, 5-8, and then Tuesday, 68, mid-70s on Wednesday, mid-60s on Thursday, a bitter cold wave. No, <laughs> upper 50s near 60 on a week from Friday, and then 63, 71, 74, 70. Hey. So this looks like it's it. It looks like spring is arriving and I, my my colleague and, and very best friend Rusty Dawkins said, you know, false spring, another false spring. This is winter. This is not winter. I think yep. on his long list that he has, and I'll put that up on social media again today. Um, this is probably it. Real spring arrives next week, just in time for spring break for the kids at Lincoln Public
1: Schools. Doctor, do I got to run? But tell me about that summer camp for people who are interested.
7: Please go to lincolnweather.unl.edu, which is the main page I maintain, and you'll see there's a link there to the summer weather camp. It's for high school kids, kids entering high school, and kids who just graduated from high school this last spring. If you've got a weather nerd in the family, a kid that loves weather, this is your chance. Sign up soon because we'll fill up very quickly. Yeah, good.
1: All right, Dr. Dewey, we'll talk in April, maybe some severe weather, maybe some rain, maybe some uh, warm temperatures as well. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, Jack, and everybody else. Stay safe. Bye. Dr. Ken Dewey at 822. We'll take a break. It's LNK today with Jack and Friends. Kelb's got sports and Munch Madness results next on KLIN. Get today's top news and sports directly to your
0: inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. You're listening to LNK today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN.
1: Eight thirty nine. Welcome back, Ellen Kay, Today with Jack and friends on uh, twenty four degrees. Since we started Much Madness thirteen years ago, wherever it was, uh, I always said, "Man, I'd be. I, I want someone to go through and actually during the period of the tournament go through and eat at all the restaurants." Now the the. the the original brackets were only 32 restaurants. We expanded it to 64 last year. So I thought my hopes of that ever happening were probably down the drain. And then comes along K-Lion's Johnny Cadillac, and he says, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot. And he joins us in studio right now, 15 restaurants in to the 64. Johnny, how's it been so far?
9: Oh, it's been great. There's, I, It's it's interesting because I'm – Wanting to go to all 64 with a clean slate. Some of them I've been to before, Mm -hmm. others I haven't. And I said, you know what? I want to go to all of them as if I've never been there before. So, like, about half the restaurants I've been to since I've started my challenge... Was for a first time, and the other half I've been to before. But I'm enjoying it so far. Is is that about what it is about
1: uh, for the whole sixty four? About half you've been to, and half you haven't. Roughly, oh,
9: so, yeah, roughly, okay. I'd say so.
1: Okay, so uh, how have you decided where to hit at the beginning of this thing, and and where have you hit? Take us through your journey so far.
9: Okay, well I don't have the order written down. That's all right. But the looking down the brackets, I've been to Villa Amore, Lead Belly, Muchachos. Okay. Mary Ellen's, Boxcar Barbecue, La Paloma, Taco Inn, Honest Abe's, Norm's on 48th, The Eatery, Hallam Steakhouse, Cactus Cantina, Chopsticks, and Fireworks.
1: Okay. All right. What do you have? I I don't know if you're... Do you have a favorite experience so far out of these?
9: I've had a lot of great food on these, and I've been documenting for those who follow me on facebook or even koin because i've been tagging koin in all Mm -hmm. my posts they will see a picture of my meal from each and every restaurant and right now the 15 i'm going to say lead bellies wins the whole thing in my opinion based on my experience what did you get there I got the eight-second burger, mm-hmm. and oh, man, I can't remember what all was on it, but it was amazing.
1: So based on your experiences so far, Lead Belly has the leg up at yep. this and point. Yep, and that
9: was one of the restaurants I went to for the first time. Ooh,
1: yeah, it's good. So, I've been there a lot. That's yeah. a good one. Who else? Who is in that next group of contenders based on your experience so far um, with the best experiences? Well, so I believe it was...
9: I th- believe it was either Tom or Chris yesterday, they said, what's your final four mm-hmm. based on where you've been to yeah. so far? And I, I struggled thinking about that because I have been to restaurants in all four quadrants mm-hmm. here. And I said, uh, Lead Bellies, uh, I'd actually probably put Mary Mary Ellen's in the final four. Did
1: you have fried chicken there?
9: I did, yeah. Yep.
1: Solid. So, so they knocked uh, off Lee's, the king of fried chicken here.
9: Yeah, no, and and uh, Mary Ellen's had my vote in that poll too. I mean, okay. I've been to Lee's lots of times in the past. I knew I could vote on mm-hmm. that, and yeah, I had to go with Mary Ellen's there. Okay, uh, for the Northeast, I would probably still i I've always liked Honest Abe's. Yeah, and of the fifteen I've been to, like that, probably my favorite in that okay. that quadrant there. And then the Southeast quadrant's hard for me, uh, but I would honestly go with Chopsticks. The the restaurant I started this okay. whole journey with,
1: yeah. Okay, yeah. The southeast is the one we've had the most variety in terms of who people have coming out of that. I think Caleb, just in terms of the pre- predictions here. Yeah, that's, that's a, it's a very I mean,
2: wide open bracket.
1: Some people are saying Momo just because they made it last year, and you know they kind of have Mark Vale on their side. But if but if that's not it, I mean, it could be almost anyone in that whole thing from from cactus to chopsticks to press box to fireworks to penelope's they had a good run last year to venue you know metal grill hickman likes to come out for these things well so, you can never count out debt daily double Denton daily double tell me about the hallam steakhouse
9: the, the steak i had there was absolutely amazing the service there was also amazing now they, I, I was really ready for you to be like the steak was great. The service, I no. gotta tell you. Well, <laughs> and that, that makes me wonder. I want to say so. We went toward the toward closing. So we were about the only customer. Actually, at the end, we were the only customers left in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And they found out very quickly that we were from Lincoln and we were only in Hallam just to go to Hallam Steakhouse because of the Munch Madness tournament, right? And so, interest er they immediately wanted to know more, and they they asked me how my food was, and I said, oh, it's great, and they said, is it good enough to beat Denton's Daily Double?
1: <laughs> you,
9: you, also, you said I, I'm not
1: sure yet. I haven't been there yet.
9: Pretty much, yeah. I said, "Well, your service has been amazing, and your food's really good. So it's going to be hard to beat." That's, That's why I told them. I was going to say John, yeah.
2: Johnny Cadillac is the that Michelin guy who shows up to restaurants to decide how many stars they get. Was <laughs> exactly. it good enough?
1: Did how did we? I was going to say, do you keep it under wraps that you're associated with K Lion, or do you flaunt it when you go? It's to these about
9: places? 50-50. There's times <laughs> no, I you just don't flaunt think to. it, man. I, I <laughs> usually try we to give you a
1: T-shirt or something. And,
9: and then when I go with people, they always are like, oh, man, Johnny Cadillac's going to have to bring up again. Then he works for KLIN. We've been through this before. Do it. And
2: Do it. Your Munch Madness judges here. There, d- there's
9: been at least uh, lead bellies and uh, the toast. I have had dinner with the two of you and Mark via the picture on the... Oh uh, well, They, had, they, had, but, yep. the, they I, had them up. I had right. to turn you guys around both times because it got to be a little uncomfortable after a while having the three of you watch me eat. <laughs> jamming, the,
1: jamming our own food in our, Yeah, I was wondering. People, These restaurants, it's an easy way to get the vote out. They got a QR code there. It's really easy to do that. I wondered how much these places were were promoting this. Awesome. Okay, so. Uh, oh, by the way, and I got to ask you about your experience in Norms on 48th. We've had fun with the fact that Norms has started the marquee wars. Uh, the shots fired against Momo. Absolutely. On this whole thing, we just for the record, we support trash talk, especially on marquees. If there's any more of it, we want to know about it. We want to see it. We want to talk about it. Uh, but you went into norms. Tell us about your conversation yeah, uh, there. This
9: was my first time at norms too, and so I was, I was looking and I saw the burgers there and they were explaining to me how they have a different sandwich depending on what day of the week it is and I happened to go on Friday which sounds like is the best day to go because it's a smash burger with burnt ends and it It was really good and uh but yeah I it was fairly quick in the conversation I said well I work for KLIN you guys as you're aware are in the Smunch Madness tournament and I I had to try you out and they said, "Did you notice our sign?" I said, "That's the first thing I looked for." <laughs> right. And I saw it right away and I loved it. And then they they go, "Do you think do you think Momos is going to take offense to our <laughs> sign?" I said, "They better not. It's friendly competition." And then they they asked if uh, they went even further and asked if they took it too far. I said, "If you listen to LNK today with Jack and friends, they encourage the trash talking. The other sixty three restaurants, if anything, need to step up now Listen, because you guys have your sign. I think
1: with the sign and with just the new discovery, I I don't. I think Momo better be on upset alert. That's all I'm saying. Which would would it be the greatest upset in Munch Madness history if they pulled this off? I think perhaps a sixteen over a one. And Mark Vale in the tank, obviously for Momo. I mean Norms. It, n- it seems like very few people even knew about, including myself, myself until Selection well. Friday. Yeah. I don't know. That is going to be one to watch, Caleb. So that one will be. I'm doing my math here. So this is we got the Tuesday here. That one Wednesday. So that'll be Thursday with the results on Friday, right? Yep. Ooh, on request line Friday. <laughs>
9: awesome. Can I bring up what you brought up off air? If Norms can get past Momo's. And the Eatery can get past Stoffers. Yes.
1: Yeah. Th- so that I assume Norms will change their marquee and go after their next opponent. Absolutely. Which they should. Yeah. If Eatery beats Stoffers, they have a marquee that's literally facing Eatery that you can see out the window of Eatery. Let's go. Oh, I'd love if, it. I'd love if, it. You, like, What's it going to say? If you can read this inside Eatery. Just leave right now and come to us. I don't know. There's all kinds of ways you can go. It's time to ahead. beatery the eatery. <laughs> there you go. Vote for Norms. I don't know, but I, Eatery's got to get my stuffers first. You can't look ahead. Can't look at the stuffers. Stoffers was Caleb's exemption last year. They made the 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 show on their own this year. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. So what is uh so so what is next, Johnny? When you're what are the what's on your list to get to? What are you going to try to do next? Well, do I mean, I have 49 idea? other restaurants to get <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, I know, you got you got Yeah, I was going to say it just kind of probably depends on time yeah, it, and where you are and who you're and, with.
9: Correct. Yeah, and a lot of this is a lot of these restaurants I've gone to by myself a lot of which I've also gone to with friends, those who are closest to me in my life right now know that I don't shut up about Munch Madness, like, I'm enjoying this to no end, and so uh, I I talked to a buddy just last night, and we were talking about going somewhere on Friday, and I mentioned Denton's Daily Double, he has family down there that I haven't seen his family in a long time, so I said, you can be nice to see them, and he goes, I don't know, and then we also, I brought up a taste of Louisiana. I know they've been eliminated, but there's still a restaurant mm-hmm. I need to go to. I've never even heard of them prior to this tournament, so all the more reason that he said he hadn't been to there. We also also mentioned Hacienda Real. Yeah, I've never been there either. Okay. And
1: so, yeah, there's... That's a matchup to watch by the way. Second round Hacienda Real versus Mary Ellen's, the battle of South Point. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. We got the fried chicken versus the Mexican. That'd be uh that'd be amazing. Well that's great. Well I think we can I want uh, you are our our official ambassador of munch madness. I appreciate gonna make that. it. You're LNK today's official ambassador of munch. I think it's really cool what you do and I really do. In all seriousness, I appreciate it. Right. I mean it's probably nice to have all those meals. Probably it's a little expensive too. Yeah, to be no. Honest. I, I
9: mean, the, the two things I'm getting asked about since I've started posting these on Facebook is number one: is K-L-I-N paying me to do all these no. meals? No, nobody asked me. Right. I took it upon myself, and yeah. I was like, you know, I eat out too much as it is. Now I have a better cause to do so. Right. And, exactly. And Slash so, excuse. Right. And <laughs> then they, and then especially if they know, okay, KLN's not paying for his meal. Oh, that's got to get expensive yes it does and so like right now i'm taking a little break because i'm letting my wallet kind of catch up to me (laughs) but i mean the thing is again i eat out too much and so i'm going to be already spending the money i might as well do it for you know support local restaurants better cause so
1: so i want to get you on let's get you on again throughout this thing and kind of get updates every week if you're you're willing to do this i think it's awesome and Restaurants. If you if you see a guy come in, John, today he's wearing a red backwards uh, Nebraska hat. I don't know. If you see a guy that might be him, better treat him well. So I'm saying, better better treat him well. (laughs) The Michelin, just like the Michelin guy, uh, the Michelin rating guy for the restaurant. Hey, very cool, Johnny. Uh, And by the way, real quick, before we take a break, I want to just give a heads up. I talked to Commander Jack yesterday, and I know I had Matt Schulte on yesterday on the podcast, um, but he is going to be talking to uh, one of of the leaders of the transgender advocacy movement here in the Capital City on Thursday's show. And it is going to be one that you're going to want to hear. Um, so that's what. Do you know what time that interview is yet, Johnny, or not?
9: I, I believe that's taking up the full hour, So from five, five to, to six hour? on Thursday. Okay.
1: Yep. So you are absolutely going to want to be listening to that on Thursday and catch Johnny Cadillac with Commander Jack Fridays. Uh, excuse me, Monday through Friday from five to six. Stay fifty one. We'll take a break. Wrap up the show after this is on KLIN. Want today's top news stories, top Husker stories?
0: You can get them sent straight to your inbox every afternoon. Just sign up for the. Daily for free at KLIN.com. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3
1: KLIN. All right, welcome back, LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN as we wrap up the show. I want to thank our guest today, Johnny Cadillac, our newly minted uh, official ambassador for KLIN of Munch Madness, who will be traveling to your restaurant, so be ready uh so we want to thank him for joining the show today joe jordan news channel nebraska we will have our podcast back up today thank you for your patience this weekend (laughs) and through everything and it was something uh a little bit out of our hands but we understand the frustration but that is remedied now and she'll be able to hear us on the stream and on the podcast, no baseball tonight anymore. Nope. They're moving that game in Manhattan to tomorrow, which looks crappy-ish weather, but I think it was partially about travel, too. <laughs> yeah, a Kansas, big part of it was about Kansas, Kansas State. State
2: traveling back from their weekend series.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, th- th- those things. And other thing that I do want to mention as well um, is that, uh, as I said, uh, today Roy Christensen is going to be on... Drive Time Lincoln with Commander Jack, and as you might have recalled last week, he announced his candidacy for legislature on our show, so mm-hmm. uh, Jack, I'm sure, will be talking to him about that and about probably some of the other city things that are going on with his past experience as city councilman. And then Thursday, I said, uh, trans activist Natalie Weiss is going to uh, to join him, and, and I've texted with Jack a lot about this, and he says he's going to showcase civil discourse of opposed ideas um, and provide her perspective on the fairness ordinance to the people, and all I know is I'm, I'm going to be interested to hear that conversation. I very much am. And so, uh, Johnny Cadillac and Jack, five to six in the afternoons here on KLI on Monday through Friday. And then, just the other, real quick, Caleb, just the other programming notes with the, the insanity right now with a combination of basketball tournaments that yes. keep going as long as Nebraska's winning. And baseball games that are being... Well, there aren't baseball games anymore. Yeah, there so. won't
2: be baseball games this weekend. The uh, Long Beach State Series has been called off. Um, the Dirtbag said they didn't want to come play in the snow. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got men's basketball as long as they keep playing. They're here. So it's simple. It's simple with this. <laughs> well, winning, you, you stay in. And they got to win five games in five days and... Then we're going
1: dancing. Exactly. Uh, tomorrow on the show, of course, it is What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday, so be looking for that Facebook post during the afternoon, or text or call in tomorrow, so we'll have that coming up. Also, Lincoln, uh, excuse me, that's, ne- that's next week that we're going to have that. Also joining us tomorrow will be John Bishop. Oh, and Mayor Lyrian Gaylor Baird is going to join us tomorrow as well.
2: Um, that's and the I'm,
1: thing I was forgetting.
2: And I'm seeing an update that uh, State Patrol says I-80 yes. eastbound has been reopened. Okay. Westbound lane still closed near that mile. Marker 381.
1: Alternate routes there, Highway 34 North or Highway 6 South, uh, depending on which way that you are going. Hey, uh, good luck. Good luck, especially to the area state basketball teams, boys and girls who are playing today. Well, we would uh, love to keep some Lincoln and area representation in those tournaments as well. And keep in mind, request line Friday this week. Your favorite Pet Band songs. Yeah. If you're if you're making the playlist for the Pet Band at the state tournament, what song do they have to have on that? That is going to be our request line Friday, so that should be a lot of fun as well. And of course, we'll have weather coverage. You we got uh, maybe a big snow morning coming up on Thursday on the show, so a lot to look forward Yay. to. That's it for the show today. Twenty-seven degrees in the capital city on KLIN.